Welcome to the Nursing School Podcast, your one-stop shop for nursing chit-chat. We will have inspiring people, nurses, and nursing students on here to help motivate you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes. Today I have Megan Fuller here, who is going to be my co-host. Hello! And we are today just going to let you guys get to know us a little more. We're going to have some questions to open um, conversations. So, Megan, do you want to start and um, what made you, first of all, actually, I guess we should start to see, like, what kind of nurse you are and how did you get there? So, right now, I am a nurse who works... um, as a float pool nurse part-time. I work in our critical care unit at the hospital, um, training in the emergency room. I also work med surge. Um, And then the other part of my job is to um, work as an educator for our hospital, for our inpatient nurses, CNAs, and um, student nurses who come to our facility, answer any questions they have and be on call. I teach classes. and just really any educational needs, new products that are coming in, all that kind of stuff. So that's what I do right cur- currently. I did have a per diem position at another facility, but um, too busy with the one I'm at right now. So just down to one job for like the first time in my life ever. It's hard to have two jobs as a nurse, both as nursing, I think. Yes. You, you get tired. You get tired and then you're like... Especially if it's the same thing. Yes, it's like, the same So you were critical thing. care at your hospital now and critical care at another hospital. Well, I did med surge at the other hospital, oh, okay. so I have a but little still, bit bedside, different, yeah. and it's still bedside, and then you're like in the question like, oh, at my one facility, I do this, and then at my other facility, I do that, and it's hard sometimes to keep a track, and both of them right. have different charting systems, <clears throat> oh, I'm sure at one point we'll talk about crazy charting systems, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it just made it very complicated. Yeah, that's hard. Um, yeah, charting for two different systems must be hard. My second job as a nurse is at a, an assisted living, like, like nursing home thing. So it's like completely different than the emergency room. It's, I would, I would like to say it's easier in some parts. You have a lot more interaction with family, which sometimes is hard, but I don't feel like as stressed out as I am as an emergency mm-hmm. room. Well, and that's why I'm hoping now that I'm branching out to the emergency room and starting to orient there as part of my float pool job. So excited. I'm hoping it's going to be way different. And then I get to work with Amanda too, which Yay! will be great. Um, but I just wanted something a little new and a little challenging. Yeah. And critical care, definitely challenging versus med surge has its own challenges. Yeah. But very similar in some ways as well. So I'm hoping the emergency room, which is just quick care and diagnosis. Because mm-hmm. like everyone has their um, own opinions of critical ner- care nurses and ER nurses. And the one thing that always comes to mind is like how critical care nurses are so type A and very like organized so I think it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it's going to see if maybe this should have been where I should have been the whole time. Yeah. So when you are, I'm going to be like, I need to go back to my other world. So like, I, there's days in my head where like, like just even spiking a normal sailing bag, I take that, I take the plastic piece off the 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 line, mm-hmm. and I just like throw it across the room. Oh, so do I. Okay. So there's like no change. <laughs> okay. Like get that I do that. I'm like, I got I wonder, things to do. <laughs> I wonder if I ever get a job anywhere else if people are going to be like, Manna, you need to clean up your stuff because 
you leave everything everywhere. Yeah. I think the one thing, though, that like the little type A thing is if I ever have like a critical care patient in the emergency room is going to be like labeling my lines. Oh, yeah. Because that's always like as soon as it's like settled and done, I'm like labeling the heck out of everything. Well, you guys are probably hanging way more things. Well, and you need to keep track. Like, what can I disconnect? What's, you know, as you're especially taking them off pressers, like what needs to come off and where is it? And how do I want to like organize the layering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what was the third? What was the second? What's What's line one, line two? Exactly. Yeah, 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 that's hard. We, I label my heparin. Label my front lines. Hey, we'll take it. Yeah, it's yeah. better than some. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So yeah, I'm excited for you to start in the ER and come down to our world of crazy. I know. I, I do want to make it to the critical care, but I think I need to get um get my feet wet more in the ER. Yeah, still pretty new there. But that's the thing. I think critical care nurses and ED both share like that same like sense of urgency. Like something's up. Yeah, and I need to focus on that. Trust and then your and trust your judgment. Yep. But where ED, you have multiple patients. People are coming in and out. Yeah, and your yeah. goal is to figure it out and send them off. Your goal in critical care is to <laughs> fix whatever issue and get them out of your department. Right, alive. Alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't want the other outcome. We just we want alive. We just want to. <laughs> stabilize them and ship them to where they need to yeah. go and see i want them to be well enough that i always tell them you've graduated to med surge here's your floor yeah. <laughs> see you later um and that's what we want or you know to realize that you know for our facility we're like a middle of the road kind of facility mm-hmm. where we don't have everything um at our right to our very close to us um that if they need to go to a bigger facility how do we get them there right right. and you know where are we at and that comes a lot too in the emergency room when you get someone who's really sick are they appropriate to stay with us or do they need to go and that that thought process almost happens immediately when they come through the er and whatnot so fun yeah. So critical care, you have a lot. Med surge, critical care, and now emergency room. Yeah. So I've done a lot um, in my four and a half years of being a nurse. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went, we graduated together, and you went right to the hospital. I took a kind of a, a, a different route. Mm-hmm. I went right to... Um, I had a job actually right out of nursing school when I got my RN because I was a CNA at a um, rehab unit. So I worked there and I did not like it as an RN, new RN. And then I went to the prison. I know. And that's why I was like, the prison. Yeah. I was a prison (laughs) nurse for three and a half years and I loved it Um, because I knew I've always wanted to be an ER nurse. I've always liked that um, thinking on your feet kind of fast-paced stuff um so prison i did some time behind bars yeah that was fun not and, many nurses can yeah. say that <laughs> nope not many <laughs> and still have they your can't. rn <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> if they can't say it some of them are still behind bars but um yeah i really liked it um i learned a lot there was awesome providers there um i really learned how to take care of a patient and knowing their background, mm-hmm. not judging people, taking care of people that someone else couldn't be able to take exactly. care of. Exactly. And I think that's hard for every nurse was even at a hospital that, you know, you get that patient in and then all of a sudden you see the news report mm-hmm. or you hear about their background and 
you know, we're trained not to think about that, but I think it's human nature to yeah. think about that. Yeah. And I know me in the prison, that would be difficult for me. Yeah, because we um, did, we would get high profile cases that you'd see on the news. Um, but like, you just, we just learned to take care of the person sitting in front of you. Mm-hmm. You couldn't let your judgment or bias get to you. Yeah. I mean, there were days it was really hard. Um, but I don't think, I did get burnt out of the prison, but I don't think it was because of the patient population. Mm-hmm. I think it was management reasons. Yeah. But um, I'm glad I moved on. I do miss it. I miss the craziness. Um, <laughs> and it was it's always a conversation starter, which I always love because people are like, oh my goodness, you worked at a prison? I'm like, yeah, I did. I'm yeah. pretty badass. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so now I just started in the ER about seven, six months ago now. Yeah. yeah. And I'm loving it. Awesome. Loving it. It's awesome. Because one of the nurses here had you in her orientation class. <laughs> yes. Yes. You, you, it was weird. It was weird seeing. It was weird. Being students together, graduating together, and now you're teaching me about the documentation yep. and pumps and. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Yeah. So it's a good, I think it's a good step. The prison taught me a lot about, um, Using your assessment skills, not always listening to what the patient's saying. I know that sounds mm-hmm. completely different. What your everyone says, subjective versus yeah. your objective so really knowing report. Yeah, your, your assessment skills. I think I got really good when I worked at the prison. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the, the beha- we had a lot of behaviors there. We'd had a lot of guys that would just want to make the officers mad. So, like for example, they would say they were having chest pain. And we had to, we had you, to assess some for yeah, chest pain, always. knowing, mm-hmm. you know, 99.9% they're not having a heart attack, but you, you got to do, you gotta do what you got to do. Yeah. So I think it helped. And now um, for anything at the prison that we weren't like an ACLS facility, we just did, um, if there was anything too much, we would ship them. But we had stabbings and fights and, and all that crazy And we have stuff. A, an elderly population too. So we would have heart attacks and we would have uh, uh, COPDers and um, cancer patients and hospice patients. Yeah, so, which is so crazy to think about in prison because you're just think they're prisoners. I yeah. but which, oh. um, <laughs> sorry, um, which is that you don't always think about like you're going to treat this vast variety of yeah. age groups and prisoners and different people. Yeah. Um, you know, in the hospital, we tend to put them on floors. We and but you don't have that luxury. They no. all kind of hang out together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you definitely have to think about almost like a remote location hospital. Yeah, it's like a, a little rural ho- hospital in yeah. a way. We had PT, we had X-ray, we had dentist, we had an eye doctor that came in. We had uh, we had our own little med surge unit that we would have people with feeding tubes oh and wound care, and they'd get IV antibiotics and crazy stuff yeah so it's a little about that yeah yeah people don't realize that so i did you know it's not like i didn't have my nursing skills but i definitely wanted to move on to bigger and better things yeah and here i am now yeah yeah (laughs) so megan what were i know i know your story but tell our listeners um what did you do before nursing school and what made you want to go to nursing school 
So I always introduce, especially now, like looking back, I was kind of the Elle Woods of nursing. I just kind of woke up from retail one day and I was um, a manager for a big national company of clothing um, and just was like, I want to be a nurse today. Um, I had a grandfather who went through hospice. Um, I had another person I knew who I was close to um, who died of cystic fibrosis. And I saw in, you know, their experience through nursing care and thought if I can see other people doing this care and this work and I helped um, where I could with that kind of work, then I was like, I can do this. So I remember looking at my husband and going, I'm going to stop going to my full-time job. And you had a degree, yes, right? I earned a degree in psychology with a minor in business administration with a focus in HR. So I was doing that for that company. I was actually a merchandiser. And you can use so many of those skills. I use a lot of those skills So I think people now. don't realize how... Take the skills that you already have and you can apply yeah, them to nursing. Yeah, because like I had the people skills. Um, I had worked many times with people who came into the store angry. So when families are angry and, you know, they don't understand what's going on or when a patient's angry, like I took my psych skills mm-hmm. and I took those kind of time management skills and was able to bring them over to the nursing world and just had to learn, you know, that kind of stuff. And I think if I would have done this as a 20, young 20 year old, I wouldn't have been able to do it. But doing it in my 30s. And you were married with one kid at the beginning. With a (laughs) one year old child, an infant, and then found out three weeks into getting my associate nursing degree that, well, I was pregnant three weeks in. I didn't find out really until I was almost 13 weeks pregnant. My first pregnancy test was a negative. So um, I kind of knew that end of October I was pregnant. And then when I went in and had the ultrasound, we thought I was going to be like seven or eight weeks. And (gasps) it was 13. You must have had a panic attack. I thought what the heck am I doing and Amanda and I both had the same nursing um instructor for our clinicals who was a NICU charge nurse and I remember just thinking (laughs) oh god now I have to tell her I'm pregnant (laughs) I'm the pregnant nursing suit I'm like oh god so um yeah I very much then had to just focus one day at a time. But again, if I wasn't... And I don't think it really hit you till the second semester. because no, I was tired. Yeah. And I was already tired then. I was 10 times more tired at oh the end. Oh, my goodness, yeah. And just, like, waddling around pregnant. And we were assigned... Oh, we weren't together then. I was assigned second to... Second semester, we, we were not. We weren't. No. I was assigned to um, a surgical floor of just all these patients in or out and having to move and... <laughs> Um, and trying to bend and help with wound dressings. And like, I remember I had this poor gentleman. I was, was so nauseous when I was pregnant. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't I very nauseous with him, with my son, thank God. But like, I remember this guy had a fem pop that was, the dressing was leaking a little bit and I had to crouch down. Yeah. And at that point, I think I must have been like third trimester. And <laughs> the guy's like, 
honey, you don't have to do that. I'm like, your leg's bleeding a little bit. I need to, you know, the incision's just leaking a little bit. I need to fix it. And him being so like, I can't break this poor pregnant nursing (laughs) student. Um, But yeah, like I I always tell people, I was kind of like an Elle Woods moment where I was like, I'm going to be a nurse today. Um, And that's why you always hear people, I think probably Amanda's heard this a lot, that like you should be a CNA before you're a nurse or you should be in the healthcare field before you're a nurse. And I'm one of those people where... I don't know. I wasn't, but... And look at you now. Yeah, and I'm one of those where, like, I've heard from many people, they look at me a lot and they go, what do you mean you haven't been a nurse that long? Uh, I get that from a lot of people. And it's, you know, like they said, it's not because I'm a nurse that's in my mid-30s. It's because... Uh, I guess how I act, which I am very much, you know, I am a knowledge seeker. I, I always call myself a nurse nerd. Yes. Because um, <laughs> I always want to look up the whys. And, you know, I don't want to just ask the doctor for something. I want to already have in my head what I think he's going to answer. Yeah. Um. So I will, you know, do a lot of reading and planning if I have the time before I call. That's your type so, A. Type A little personality, <laughs> which we'll see how this aids me in the ER, yeah. but we'll see. Um, but yeah, so Amanda, what was your path? Yeah, so I did what your typical was. I um, was started out as a CNA. I was a med tech. And um, knowing from the beginning the goal was to be a nurse, um, I went to college right out of high school. Um, didn't know what I wanted to be. Thought maybe I'd go into business or accounting. And like my first semester in, I was like, why am I doing this? I hate math. I suck at math. Why am I putting myself through this? Um, so then I took like a nursing 101 class my second semester of um, college. And I loved it. We I got to like sh- uh, interview a nurse. And then we did a lot of nursing. It was a lot of like nursing theory and like mm-hmm. Florence Nightingale and um, stuff like oh, that, yeah. and I liked it. Um, so then I applied to nursing school, but back then it was a wait list. No, so was I. So it was, um, they gave me like three and a half years before I'd get in, which people don't have that now. No, you're in. There's inner, no wait list. No, anymore. you're in or you're out. It's which crazy. I'm so glad that's the thing, but there, you know, there's days I feel like, not that I wasted my time, but I just, I always knew once I took that class, I knew I wanted to be a nurse. And it was just so hard to wait that long. Yeah. Or you could be like me who just took more classes. Yeah. And which, I could have yeah. earned a biology degree. I, I think yeah. I was two classes shy. So, I, <laughs> yeah, from then I just started taking um, the prereqs that you needed to get into nursing mm-hmm. school. And I got my CNA and I got my med tech, which really helped for nursing school because I knew most of my the classica- classifications on meds. And I was confident on the med cart. I didn't, you know, have, didn't need that extra time as a nursing student. And I already knew how to carry a decent patient load. Mm-hmm. So then that's how I got there. Pretty, yeah, yeah. CNA, med tech. Yep. Um, and I was 20, oh my goodness, how once I graduated? 25 when I graduated mm-hmm. nursing school? Yeah, that makes sense because yeah. I'm 29 now. Yeah. So you can yeah. do it. You can take different routes. You can, can take different routes. And there's people routes. going to nursing school right out of high school. Yeah, people I right couldn't out of do high that. School. I don't think I was emotionally ready for that because no. I devoted my life to nursing school. It was studying it, all day long because I'm not someone who can just learn something. I needed to read it. I needed to study it. 
I needed to write it down. Yeah. And that's the thing I think is like, you know, getting into like how schools are today is UMA, where we both went, did it where, you know, you got your associate and then you could jump right into your bachelor's program where now almost all schools, at least local or bachelors, which I don't know how those poor people do it because you're doing the theory with the practice. Yeah. And And all your harder classes, like your patho and stuff. Yeah. So... Yeah, kudos to them. I am all for getting your associate's degree. Excuse me. I didn't pay a... I mean, I paid. I didn't take out any loans for my bachelor's degree. I didn't either, I just which worked. was awesome. Because yeah. I only took it out for, I think, three years. So one year of wait list. And then I took it out for a, another, um, the two years I was in my associate. So still cost me, yeah. I took out a lot more <laughs> yeah, same. loan. Still as have older. loans. Still but... have loans, but it was nice not to, the next two years to earn that, sec, you know, And that we didn't have level. to pay our loans while we were in school. Yes, which was great. So. Yeah. Yeah, that, nah, that student loan is rough. Yeah, <laughs> we will talk about that. Yeah, that's day, another that's episode. That's another episode of you know what, how to kind of start to plan that because you yeah. you think you're all good when you graduate. Oh, that first nursing check. Woo! woo I, I like, loved it. I know. I thought was like, I think I need to give some back. Yeah, like, I, I don't think yeah, it's yeah. right. And then you're like, this is awesome. And, and then, then two years later, you're like, I'm so broke. You're like, I broke again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, we actually have. Uh, someone I found on Instagram who is a nurse and a financial coach. So she'll be coming on the, uh, the podcast and I don't know when, but it will be here. I'm excited for her. Yeah. Because I need some, <laughs> I need some um, learning. Yeah. And I need her to talk to my husband <laughs> yeah, yeah, about yeah. some learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, what advice would you give nursing students now? Oh my gosh. What advice would I give nursing students now? My cats are attacking each other. Oh no. Yeah. All right. But so what advice I would give to nursing students now is, um, I think one thing I would have gone back and done is, like we just talked about finances, like made sure I was a little bit more in order before Mm. I gave up my full-time job. Because the problem with nursing school is you kind of have to dedicate your life to it. Um, And so that meant at that time I was pregnant. I had to work 30 hours a week. Oh, yeah. To make sure I could pay my mortgage and support my family. Daycare? Was she in daycare? Um, I had, luckily, I had what was called mommy daycare. So I had someone who was a stay-at-home mom who just charged me like flat rates per day, which was a lifesaver. That is a lifesaver. Because even if I was a little late or a little early, it was just like a standard amount. And she understood, which was fabulous. And I later found a daycare who did the same thing while I was in nursing school. Mm -hmm. And then like six months after I got my degree and was working she was like well we kind of have to change things and I go (laughs) I get it I go you did me a solid yeah thank you so much but um I think that would have been one thing I think the other thing is um I just didn't expect how much it would take up you know I lost friendships while I was in nursing school I um I had people tell me you see those memes that's like hey you want to hang out and you're like and then they give you your graduation date Yes. That's no joke. That's no joke because you are constantly I think the only time studying. I like hung out with friends was like our uh, holiday holidays. 
Well, or you just hung out with other nursing students. Right. So you could, like, drink a margarita and, like, sympathize with each other. And cry. <laughs> because no one else, like, who isn't in this world. Like, I think probably, like, doctor students, like, probably feel yeah. the same way. Or as. Or, like, people who are just in these intense programs where, you know, you have to pass a test at the end. Like, yeah. probably, um, I would probably say law students pass, looking for a bar, right. the bar exam. Like, we know a certain percentage fail every year. You don't want to fail because right. you're you, being devoting all that time, yes. all your money to, to fail this at the end. And right. to fail at the end. And then that means you don't get to practice. Yeah. And so, you know, those are probably the two biggies. Like financially, I can look back and say, I thought I was prepared. I was not prepared. But I think also part of that was not realizing I was pregnant when this all happened. Yeah, so maybe uh, birth control. <laughs> I was on birth control. <laughs> yeah, you, had, you were on antibiotics, right? No, well, no, I was on birth control, um, the mini pill and breastfeeding and doing all those things. And I literally, because I knew um, the mini pill was less effective than traditional birth control, Mm -hmm. um, but that's what I had to be on. And I wasn't a good candidate for any of the, um, like, Mirena or anything like that. But you did it. So for people out there who have families or are pregnant and want to wait, you your advice would just like don't do it. Don't figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure out money if wise. You have to yeah, just figure it out. System. I literally just looked at it as one day at a time. And yeah, was I stressed out and people were like, You look like you're gonna go off the deep end? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm about to. I'm I was about a, I'm to on the multiple board. times. Multiple times I was like, <laughs> um, I don't know if I can do this. But and also like when you Take a misstep. Like, I think probably all of us in nursing school had a bad test. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, mine, I think there was only, I think I remember one test where I was just a couple points from passing. Um, and most of the time I did pretty good. Yeah. Um, mine was papers. I yeah. always did, oh, oh, I, I always did good on tests. It was, I don't, I bombed every paper. Yeah. And see, I'm a paper writer. And I if you ask me to this day, day, it's a certain professor, but. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, for me, it was, like, I am, and I know I'm not a good test taker because I will always whittle it down to, and that's how nursing tests are. It's one answer is the right answer, and the other answer is right, too, but it's just not the rightest answer. Right. So I would always pick the, you're right, but you're really not right. You gotta do this one first, first, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I was, like, oh, my gosh. And so I just, like, really, when I did a test, like, just... You know, I would just cry. I, you would see my tests were so marked up with me writing things. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I think um, that's a good, that's some good advice too, is knowing how to take a test. Because um, it, it was the worst feeling when you got a question wrong and you had... You had circled you the had, right answer. Yeah, and or you, you changed, changed it. it. That yeah. was worse. But um, knowing how to take a test, knowing how to read an NCLEX question, but... That's something you'll learn in nursing school, but pay attention to it because learning to take a test, an NCLEX style test, is just as much skill as knowing the content. Exactly. Because, and you got to think like you... Is it a patient safety question? Are they looking for Mm -hmm. delegation? Like what are they really asking? What are they they trying to trick you on? And then to know once you pass it, you're, you know, you're doing all those things simultaneously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not right. saying like, oh, 
I'm going to check their vitals and I'm going to call, you know, a blue alert and I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. You do those things. As you're running the blood pressure cuff, you're pushing that button saying, you know, staff assist or whatever. You're calling for the cart. You're checking the pulse as vitals are going. Like you're doing all those things. Nursing school is a, its own microcosm. (laughs) And like everything's like, you were just like, I, you walk, it's like you walk into a room and your patient's this. And I'm like, that's it. Like, I need more information. Right, right, I right. go, I, every day when I look at a patient, like, I do my look up and down. Mm-hmm. I am looking at their feet, their jugular, their face. What do their eyes look like? What's their color? Yeah. Um, when they're talking to me, is it one word answers and they're out of breath? Or are they talking like I am right now? Which mm-hmm. is like rattling some stuff off. Right. Like, you are always checking boxes in your head you know because not everything means you have to do like the formal let me put my stethoscope right here right let me check right there like some of it you just start picking up yeah yeah. and that's what like you know it's just so funny because like you think everything's like these check boxes and like the nursing no but in nursing school world it is yep yeah so i think my advice would yeah being you have to be devoted and you need to want it because it will take up much of your life so um even if you don't think you're ready as long as you have the not the willpower to say i'm not i don't know if i'm ready or don't know if i'm gonna i don't know how i'm gonna say this not that you're not ready but just know that going into it you need to put 100 percent in yes and if you're not ready or you feel like something's not right like take the steps to what do you need to fix in your right life? right yeah like you know do you do you not handle stress well then work on your stress self-care stress management yeah um if you and for me we're like i use my planner like, yeah i write down planner. study for this quiz yeah i would plan you know read these chapters and it was plan I was type A in nursing school. Mm-hmm. I'm so not type A anymore, but in nursing school I was because I had to be. You had to be. Because I needed to be organized and um, it could be very overwhelming all the things you had to do. But as if I put in my planner like today after class, I'm going to go to the library till 6 p.m. And this is what I want to get done. Mm-hmm. And then after 6 p.m. I'd go home, take a shower, eat dinner, relax, watch TV. And that's what you need to do. You need to know also when enough's enough. Yeah. Because and if I could you feel don't, you if I was reading the same crazy. sentence over and over, and I'm like, okay, my mind's not processing. We're done. Moving on. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you need to know. You need to know like when can you really concentrate, give it your hundred percent, and when can you just shut the door mm-hmm. and be like, you know what, I need to take a shower. I haven't eaten. Um, like, yeah. you know, maybe I should call my mom. It's been a week. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, still alive, I'm mom. still alive. Like, <laughs> you know, or like my husband, like maybe I should cook dinner this week instead of just throwing something in the microwave. Like, yeah. you know, like thinking of those things and, you know, that's what's really just difficult. Like you need to, you don't have like a lot of those ducks in a row and you don't have a good support system around you. It's just going to make it so so much harder. Yeah. Like if I didn't have a mom who could watch my kids, my, uh, my brother helped me out, um, which I was shocked, but he was great about a couple times watching, um, my daughter when I just had her and I was pregnant with my Mm -hmm. son. Um, my husband who worked crazy hours. So I had to rely a lot on other people, but and talking to your work too. Yes. You know, either if you're going to go per diem or part-time, um, what 
what do they expect from you and what do you expect from them? And then is it going to work? Because you right. got to make sure like, you know, not everyone has the luxury of not working. Um, some people do, which is like power to them. I wish I had that, yeah. but, um, I had to work my 30 hours. Like I swear to God, I was putting in like 90, hundred hour weeks because between <clears throat> nursing school, studying, working and having kids and a family, like that's what I said. I didn't have a lot of time for my friends. Right. No, I didn't. Or I remember my friends to go texting do me something. and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And they, they, not that I don't think they were getting mad, but I think they were getting let down because yeah. I couldn't and I and, felt you know, bad but mm-hmm. and that's that's like I said I had some friends who were like oh my god welcome back and I had other friends who were like we moved on yeah and you gotta okay. and it's okay you know like and that's another thing I learned through you know just life, life that some people are meant to be in your life and then some people are meant just to hang out for a little bit yep. and you know you can try to get them back but if they're not you just gotta let them go yeah. don't don't sweat the small stuff that's right yeah um, all right, so this is kind of a non-nursing question. What is one thing many people don't know about you? Oh, gosh. I know. What is a fun fact? Oh, God, I hate fun facts. Somebody in my <laughs> office says, I, I, God, if she listens to this, she's probably going to laugh, but she's like, my fun fact is I hate fun facts. So. Oh, oh, well, that's lame. I, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> that's lame. No, it's not. <laughs> Um, from her, it's perfect. Yeah. It perfectly suits her personality, but that's the first thing that kind of popped in my mind. Fun fact about me. Let's go back to high school. Okay. So, um, I used to play soccer, but I went to a school that, um, did not have a girls or ladies or women's, whatever the political correct term is these days, <laughs> soccer team. So I had to play boy soccer for two years. No way. And then... It's so weird because my fun fact is kind of similar to that. But here's like what caused my school to have a girl soccer team. They were already planning on trying to get one. But then a boy slide tackled me and broke my leg. Oh. So I ended up being the catalyst for them saying why we needed a girl Good soccer team. you. No, because I like playing with the boys better. Yeah. I kept getting carded for being too aggressive oh, funny. on with the girls. Yes. Like, <laughs> the next is... two years, I was like, I didn't do anything. And they're like, uh, you're shoving and you're putting your shoulder down. Are you allowed to do that in boy soccer? You See, get that's a, where I feel you like get that's away not fair. With more, like, yeah. You're like, you know, I oh God. If it's you, not allowed in boys, shouldn't be allowed in females. It was totally you know I mean? allowed in boys. Versa. You could be rough. You could push. You could go after that ball. And the second I would like just put my shoulder in to kind of block the other person, mm-hmm. they would be whistling me. Or I even think one time I got a card, and I'm like, I, I'm not doing anything. Uh. But maybe I was. I don't know. But now like in boy soccer. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, A, girls can be aggressive. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. But be, be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was never a cheerleader no, either. No, no, no. no. But. <laughs> so funny. But like that was, yeah. So I was um, on a boys soccer team. Cool. In high school. So, so, so funny that that's your fun fact. So my fun fact is in junior high, I was the first female football athlete for my junior high school. Oh my god, I love it! Isn't that weird that I we both did it. that? Yeah. Um, and then so I love. I've always loved football, and um, I wanted. I've always wanted. I've always liked to be different, and I like 
kind of same reason why I went to the prison. I like, you know, conversation starters and I like to be tough and I like to think on my feet and be aggressive in some ways. And yeah, it was really fun. I loved it. And then I went to a different high school. So I was eighth grade, moved to a different town. And um, the boys get a lot bigger from eighth grade to freshman year. <laughs> and I didn't know anybody. So I didn't I didn't play anymore. But I played for one year and I absolutely loved it. I even have a trophy to prove it. Oh, my gosh. I think I just got the trophy because I was the only female on the team. Like a participation trophy. But, but I cares? played every game. Yeah, that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, I was defense. Love it. There you go. I know. Ah. Two things we didn't know and about. I, did, I, I know. know. I didn't know about you so either. So weird. Uh, okay. Um, oh, I like this. I like talking about this with my nurse friends. Do you recall a moment in your career that made you a better nurse? Yes. Um, I think of it's when I transitioned from being a med surge float to um, a full critical care float. Um it just made me more cognizant of why I do things. Um, I remember being with one person and it was a very difficult family member. And just being able to, this family member wanted to know every detail of what I was doing to the point where I work overnights. I don't work um, day shift. Day shift. That's another um, topic. Oh, day shift. <laughs> Night shift is awesome. Um, but she wanted, the family member wanted to be woken up each time that I did anything. So I would just, you know, wake her up, sit right next to her on the side of her bed, explain what um, what test or what thing I had just done with her husband, um, what I thought of it, was I calling the doctor about it. And I think just watching her calm down and me being able to just say you know what like this is coming from fear you know a lot of times we look at like angry family members and we think they're just flipping angry Mm -hmm. that you know they're just trying to get me where we got to remember fear is like a second you know it's a secondary response there's Mm. normally something behind that anger right and for her it was fear that you know, she, you know, her husband could be dying and they were young. They weren't an older couple. And that really defined that when I see family or patients and they look like they're getting angry or they're ringing excessively or they're doing those things to think like, you know, what is it? But what's behind it? Mm-hmm. Is this part of their disease? Like, is there some psych psych issue? And like when we work in med surge and critical care, like we think medical, we don't always deal with psychological needs. Right. Um, or is this something? Or psychological isn't as important as a medical yes, need. Yes, because, you know, that takes a lot more work than what we do in acute care. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something where they need to do outpatient counseling or they need to go to inpatient mental health where they'll have time where... We are like, how can we fix the medical stuff so you can get there Mm -hmm. where their things are, you know, they just, their needs aren't met. Right. And so how can we meet those needs and explain their care to get that angst out of, you know, how they're behaving? And I think ER and critical care probably, I think everyone sees it, but I think we get the full effect first, um, yeah, you guys get the like, first, like... They haven't had time to cope yet, and it's just, like, 
bad words, mm-hmm. nasty words, mean words. And see, and then in the, inversely, like when we get them in critical care and they've now been here days and we're not seeing the improvement we wanted, we're getting the built up pent yeah, up yeah. anger. Because and now Usually by the so time scared. they make it to med surge or whatnot, they've had time to kind or of. Or you guys are great. You're like, we sent the family home and I'm like, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> Sleep on it and yep, be back in the yep. morning. Let them recoup at home. Guess yeah. what? I'll be on my, I'll be heading to my bed by then too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. And I think I think that's what makes a nurse so special is when you have those moments and they make you feel good. When you can. Yeah, because like I could go back now and I say that kind of defined my practice. Yeah. Um, being able to take the time and... Being able to understand that um, I have a... Pe- it, not always saying they're just a difficult patient, they're hard, that I have a piece in that behavior too, even though it's not the direct link. Mm-hmm. But I have a piece in it that I could go in saying, you know what, in report, I was told this patient was horrible and I'm going to go in and we're just going to start clean and yeah. we're going to see what happens. And I can say a good 70% of the time I have a much better shift than what I thought I was going to have by just going in with that attitude. Yeah. That, you know what, I don't know what happened during your day shift. I don't know what set things off, but this is, I always go in and I say, let's do your assessment. What, what do you need from mm-hmm. me right now? Do you, you know, are you uncomfortable? Do you feel like something wasn't explained well to you? Yeah. What can I do? In the ER, we always, I have found that if we tell them the time, cause they're always about time. They're always about, we've been here for so long. We've been waiting for so long. Why is the test taking so long? But if you're upfront with them saying like, okay, we've gotten your blood. That's going to take at least an hour for the, the labs to start even coming in. You've gotten imaging. Uh, was it with contrast, not contrast? You know, we need a urine still and your this antibiotic's going to hang for an hour. Um, that makes them feel better because sometimes they're out in that waiting room for six hours and I would be mad. Mm-hmm. That's frustrating, but can't it, it can't it, fix it it's, yeah it sucks and it's and a broken system but where we are we're such a rural like you know we're up in maine yeah yeah it's a very rural area there's not a ton of places it's to not go. a hospital down the street no right we're it um and they're gonna come to us and we're also sometimes somebody's pcp in the ed do we want it that way no right we're also their urgent care even though we do have a couple urgent cares around we don't want that but we are yeah and we will treat whoever comes through our door um we have to we have to, <laughs> we have there, to treat there's them. not a way around right. that no. um we will treat everybody and anybody no matter what your complaint or ailment is um but it's not first come first serve no and that's where I think a lot of people, you know, you'll read comments yeah. like, this is for customer service. And I go, we're not in the business. If you're not getting rushed into a room and five nurses and a doctor around you, that's a good thing. Good thing. thing. <laughs> it's a good and thing. I'm sorry you had to wait. But yeah. like, we have to make sure the people who we think are the closest. I feel bad for the most. I feel bad for people who try to do the right thing and go to like the urgent care or express cares or whatever they are. Um, and then they get sent to the ER. And it's not uh, you get sent to the ER and you automatically get a bed. You get sent to the ER. You have to get triage. You have to wait again. So sometimes this is a whole day experience. And we're getting them. Right at the brink of eight frustration. Eight hours later. Yeah. And, and I don't blame that. them. It sucks. I don't. And it's yeah. like you got to let them vent and you got mm-hmm. and you can't take it personal. Yeah. You know, they need to understand you're just, you're in the system with them. Right, right, and right. if we could make everything perfect and change it. We would. We would. We would. But it's not, you know, we don't, it's not the system we're in. Yeah. 
Um, so what? Oh, we were on. Oh, recall a moment in your career that made you a better nurse. No, what's your moment? So um, I have two. I have one moment as a new nurse that made me realize how important my voice was. And it was at the prison and I had a guy who had done self-injurious behavior. So he had cut himself really, really bad. And um, I got to the pod and there was blood everywhere and I was holding um, pressure. It wasn't stopping and he hit an artery because you could just see it everywhere. So I called down to the clinic Mm-hmm. And I said, we need a rescue here. Call 911. I'm coming down with this guy right now. And I bring him down. I have quick clot. And I'm like trying to wrap it and hold pressure. And it's just seeping through. And I get down there. And um, an administrator said that I can't call 911 until the doctor sees him. And I go, oh my God. That's not a rule I've ever heard of. If I think I'm a registered nurse, if I think he needs 911, he needs 911. So the doctor comes out and she didn't even look at him two seconds and she's like, call 911. But to me, that was, a, that was a point where I realized how important my voice is and I do have the knowledge and I am a registered nurse and I can make those calls. So I actually went to my DON who wasn't there that day and we talked with that administrator that you you have no health care. Yeah, it's not your job. It's not your decision yeah, making. And that could have. And at the end of the luckily, day, it's your license right. on the line luckily, for that. Luckily, he was fine, but um, he might have not been. No. Yeah. So I think that was an important thing for me as a new nurse to realize that assertiveness at an appropriate time it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my second one's a happier story. Uh, it was still at the prison, and uh, I was getting my BSN, and I was doing taking a yoga class, and um, oh, the yoga class, yes, the BSN, yeah, that was so much fun. Oh, sorry. Um, so I was doing my med pass in the pod, and it was a segregation unit. So these guys were in their cells. Uh, 23 hours a day they come out for an hour for rec in a shower um and they go back from themselves these guys are the guys who were um either done something bad and it's called like in a timeout basically for a few months um so i'm doing and they're they can be really fun they were funny guys some of them are not fun but <laughs> i love that you describe them as funny I know, guys are not fun they were, they and were all i'm thinking in my head is like oh god <laughs> like <laughs> Um, so I see one guy doing yoga one day and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like I'm writing a paper on yoga and I was telling him all these benefits that I've done in my research about like, um, it reduces the risk for cancer and it's a good anti-inflammatory and that's just like the medical and the science part, but even just like the psychological aspects it can have on you. And I think my paper was on, oh, what was it on? I can't remember. Something about yoga. And so, and I could tell guys were like interested in our conversation every day. We'd have like a conversation like, how's your yoga going? And I was doing yoga because mm-hmm. it was part of the class to do yoga. I don't do yoga anymore, but. I don't either, but I love the idea <laughs> that maybe someday I will go back. Same. <laughs> so anyways, at the end of the semester, that whole pod was doing yoga. Oh my god! Yeah, they loved it. They were all doing yoga. And then. Um, the one guy that had started it now teaches yoga at the prison for inmates. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? So yeah. I, 
in my head, I thought how like how just me being interested in something positive in their lives and had, sh- and showing them respect and talking to them like a person. Mm-hmm. And who knows how many people he's helped now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So exactly, and that's like you know again yeah. going back to it's like you can't judge them based on where they are or what has happened. You need to work with these patients. With a clean slate. Yeah. Motivate them, inspire them. They can do it. Yeah. Same with the people that come in for, you know, alcohol detox. And, oh, yeah. Um, opiate withdrwithdrawal. And and those are like, you know, you get frustrated because I remember like talking to Yeah, they come in you see them over and over and over. You like know? going like, you're back again. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you just got to, you know, it's, it's yeah. frust- it is frustrating for us as health providers knowing like we have limited beds and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But like, you got to think about it as maybe this is finally the rock bottom. This is their time that mm-hmm. they're going to turn yeah. and they're going to stop drinking or they're going to stop using. Yeah. You never um, know. You never know. And Hey, if it's going to keep them off the streets for four days, keeping them clean, it's maybe that's the four days they needed that would save their lives. Perfect. You never yeah. know. You, you know? never know. All right. Uh, Oh, this is a funny one. Going back to finances and how we're so bad at it. Do you remember what you did with your first paycheck as a nurse? Oh, I saved mine. Did you? <laughs> but no, I, I had, didn't. I had been broke for so long that I literally had a plan of how I was paying things off. So a little bit went to my savings. A little bit went to the kids' college account. Big chunk went for paying bills. Good for you. Um, and the first thing I did was bump my retirement to 10% of my paycheck. Good for you. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I... right now, I have more money than I did at my 19 years at the Gap in my current retirement account than, oh, well, my Gap. I just <laughs> my previous job um, as a retail person, I have more money in my retirement than that account. I was ex- uh, I've only been uh, with this company for... Uh, organization for six or seven months and I'm so excited to see all the money I have in like my uh, 401k I'm such an adult yeah <laughs> but uh, my first paycheck I went out and bought a car because mm-hmm. my car was breaking down on me and I shouldn't have done it I regret it now because <laughs> of the page the the monthly payment is crazy but at least it it gets me where I need to go. Yeah. But safely. I think we were at very different points in our life. Like yeah. I had already we had I had already bought a I already had a home, already had, you had a family, you're had married. A family. We, and you know what? I can go back my first real paycheck as a manager at my old at my old position. We bought a car. We did the ah, same okay. thing. Yeah. And that's why like when I got finally got this paycheck, which was I mean fabulous, we live in Maine. That, I needed a car that could get me at five o'clock in the morning, an hour away, I needed to be safe. Mm-hmm. And you need a good car for that. You need a good car. I mean, I bought it brand new right off the lot. And so now, like, we're currently looking for my husband. We are not buying brand new. Yeah, no, I'm um, never going to buy brand new. We have a budget in our head, and it's in our plan is this is a car that we really only want for three to four years. So yeah. we're looking cheap. Because doesn't he have a company truck? No. Oh, not anymore. Didn't no. he have a company no. truck? Oh, okay. Yeah, so company he works for. No, nope, you did it the one. smart way. I did not because I already did it the wrong yeah. way yeah. once. <laughs> <laughs> you live and learn, right? Yep. All right. Um, oh, this is a fun question, and then we can wrap it up because we're at fifty minutes. That went I by know. quick. We were so nervous at the beginning. We we're like, do we record now? What do we record? <laughs> what are we going to do? It's natural now. It doesn't yeah. seem that bad. Um, if you weren't a nor a nurse, if 
you weren't a nurse, what would you want to be? Oh, God. What would I want to be? If you had all the money, all the resources available to you. You know what? I think I'd still be a nurse, but it would not be. I would want to do, um, I'd want to go to Africa or South America. Oh, like uh, Doctors Without Borders. Yes. Yeah. Um, I did, I think you did the yeah, same program the Domin- as yeah. me. Um, uh, opportunity of my bachelor's degree to go to the Dominican Republic. And I absolutely loved you know, just what being a that culture, shock, that culture was. shock, but it was probably one of the most rewarding experiences yeah, of my life was to go. And I would probably, um, you know what this reminded me of? Uh, I took um, a CCRN review class. Okay. Just not so much from the standpoint of taking the CCRN um, certification, mm-hmm. but taking it from an education, like what are current best practices yeah, that yeah, I yeah. can take back and see. And so that the person who taught the class does 14 days straight at her facility she works at mm-hmm. and then has six weeks off oh. and she travels the world nursing. That's cool. She goes to Nepal. She has been to Africa. So she's a travel nurse. She is a travel nurse who signs up for these programs hey, with she a wants company. To come on here. Well, no, she, she wants <laughs> to tour the world. Like she has been everywhere. That's cool. And it's amazing. And that is what. That must be hard. Like. That must be hard. Char- we were talking about charting system. Like, how does she learn all that stuff? She, because it's not exactly charting. Like, you, you. Is it like what we paper, did in Dominican? It must of... be, or someone else is yeah. doing it. But she says it's the most rewarding experience to go to these cultures that really don't have um, the access to healthcare like we have here. Because we talk about, like, we know the U.S. healthcare system is broken in sense, but you know, if worse came the worse, you'd be financially strained, but you would get hopefully the care you need right right um you might not know how you're going to pay for it but we would (laughs) we would still take care of you urgently where you go to these countries where they don't have that luxury yeah well the dominican it was you had to pay when you arrived yeah before they would treat you get in the back of a pickup truck and drive down these drive down horrible horrible roads you would have a room but you had to bring your own linens your own Mm -hmm. food that's right yeah yeah um the nursing care and doctors were only responsible for what medications and stuff you needed in that regard. Yeah. Everything else was you got a bed and a mattress. It's like with, a hotel almost. Not even a hotel. Yeah. yeah. Well, U.S. is like a hotel compared to what those poor people yeah. had to go through. But yet they were so grateful for their, yeah. you know, what they had. Right. And I, you know, and that's, I just loved it. It's not, you know, you just, the people were just so happy to welcome you in and, wanted to do what's best and wanted to hear education and were willing and even the people who weren't they were still you know they weren't you know they weren't horrible to you no you know, it was just very wonderful yeah, I, that was a really fun trip i learned a lot i want to go back desperately i wish i could i could do my whole head-to-toe assessment in spanish and now i'm just, i don't know oh I yo hablo no yo soy enfermera amanda yep nope <laughs> <laughs> I always had um, my translator with me, which was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had. I did have a kid try to pick, uh, give me his phone number. Did I tell you about that? Oh my gosh, no. And I was like, how do you expect this to work? Because I can't even, t- my translator is talking to you. Like, he was trying to give me his phone number, and like, I, I can't talk to, 
first of all, I don't want your phone number. And second of all, I don't, I can't, I don't know your language. Well, yeah. And like for me, I think that what I got a lot was um, they would welcome me in and give me their espresso, which their espresso down there is like this really rich, dark coffee, but with a ton of sugar in oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was so good. But they were telling us not to do it because they didn't want us I, to get so like the traveler's diarrhea. Yes. And I still drank it. I didn't care. That's, no, we, that's, I wonder if there was the same little But old I was lady. fine. It, no, I had it multiple oh, times. Oh, I had a, we but, were walking back one day from a long hike up to the villages or whatnot. And this old lady came out with this like boiling pot of, it looked like hot chocolate. But it, it was like, because they have cocoa there. Yeah. And um, it was like, milk and cocoa but it was super sugary and i really didn't want to drink it because the worst thing i'm hiking i don't want to have like explosive diarrhea in front around these students that i don't know and and everyone else that we're all like looking at each other and it's rude not to and she made it for us so we oh, drank I to- it i totally drank it every opportunity i drank it, I got, and it, it didn't, so good. it didn't upset my stomach no. so that's good no i'm but, like i'm risking it yeah, yeah it looks you know local culture yeah Oh, we went yeah. to a party one night. It was across the street. We could hear music. Yes, we did too. Oh, they were so much fun. We went to a party and it was this guy from New Jersey though. Yes, he was a baseball player. Was it the baseball player? He guy? was a baseball player. Yeah, How did he come back at the same time? I think he <laughs> was like... That's weird, right? Because I went... Wait, maybe I, he just knows when we show up. I went three months ahead of you, right? Or six months ahead of yeah. you? Yeah. But no, he talked about how he was from New Jersey and he was at one of the little was bars. Was he a Red Sox player? It's. It was not Dave, David Ortiz. No, 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 no. It wasn't him. But because I would have known. Uh, I want to say he was a Red Sox, or maybe a league like not. I have no idea. I just know he talked about baseball. And we he was wearing red socks, that. so red baseball. But socks. we were, yeah, we were talking to him a lot. And it was great. Yeah, their their music was so much fun. We were dancing. Oh yeah, you were dancing. And, oh my goodness, and it was so much fun. Like it was a blast. Porta Plata. I was when I went pregnant. There with that. Were you were pregnant? That's did right, they- and I didn't know. I was pregnant, and I didn't know. Oh, they would have kicked you off the track. I know. I didn't find out till afterwards. I think I was wondering that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because found- it seemed very close together. Yep. I yeah. found out. I was like two weeks after the trip, and I woke up nauseous, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You're yeah. like, this is either late traveler's diarrhea yeah. or yeah, from that weird it's hot a baby. <laughs> it was a baby. It was a baby. It was a baby. All right, well... That was fun. Yeah. That was a fun episode. Uh, I So that is our first episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy it, leave a five-star rating. Subscribe. We have lots of fun things planned ahead. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you.